Howdy, partner, and welcome to Tom Hanks Giving, the only We're Not Just Fisherman podcast that's about Tom Hanks. I'm your host, Elvis, and today I'm joined by... Mickey Petrositis. Mickey Petrositis. I think it's the first time I've ever heard your last name spoken aloud. It it sounds like a horrible STD. I assure you it's not. <laughs> you want a little bit of that petrositis. You want, you know, it sounds like if you came back from like a third world country and you're like, I picked up some petrositis, they would, no one would question you. There would be no doctor in the world like, yeah, I get it. And it's, yeah. Just stay home for a few days. So Mickey P, everybody. Thanks for coming on the show. No, of course. Um, and uh, what are we here today to talk about? Uh, Tom Hanks and uh, his film Captain Phillips. Yes. 2013, by directed by Paul uh, Greengrass of Born Supremacy and Born... Ultimatum? Ultimatum, I think. Fame? Ultimatum. He didn't make the first one or the last one. Which uh, is good. That's a good... You wouldn't want to be... Those, you had to pick two to not, not to be tied to, I guess it would be. Those the first two. one was the worst one? Outside of the last one. I think so. Okay. Uh, it wasn't bad, but you know, you can't really... I realized today this is the only Paul Greengrass film I've ever seen. Really? I've, I missed the really? Bourne okay. films. You, completely. Oh, they're so good. Really, apparently, except for the last one and the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, did anyone see the last one? I don't... Well, I, Matt Damon was in it. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, it was a pass for me. Um, but uh, directed by Paul uh, Greengrass, that guy, starring the one and only Tom Hanks, and for about five seconds, Catherine Keener. Yes. And yeah, the side of Catherine Keener. You really can't even tell because it's just right up in the side of her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only recognize because of the voice. But, yeah. Um, She's got that, that Keener voice. Um, a lot of other people that... Uh, are incredibly good, and I will not try to disrespect them by butchering their names. Um, So we're going to go in and try to refer to everybody by character name and uh, jump through. But uh, yeah, let's talk about this movie. Mickey, do you want to sum up as quickly as possible what Captain Phillips is all about? So Tom Hanks is indeed Captain Phillips, and he's... uh, The titular character. He is the, the captain of this cargo ship, and they're... Going around, what do they call it? The, the, the Horn of Africa? The Horn of Africa. The Horn they're, of Africa. They're, it's a big cargo ship. They're trying to lo- take like food, water, all this crap, this good stuff. Basically around that that east, the, or rather the west side. No, it is the east coast of Africa. Yeah. Um, south of Madagascar? I don't know. It? Like as an American, I'm not really big on geography. No, it's never so been our strong suit as a nation entirely. Yeah, it's really... But it's right by Somalia, which yes. is uh, where all the pirates were, and probably still are, but it was a big thing in the news when this happened, because this is based on a true story. Yeah, it was huge. It led news. to a South Park episode. Yeah. yeah we... That was a good South Park episode, too. It's, it's very good. And it led to an amazing, well, perhaps I'm giving too much away, it led to a Tom <laughs> Hanks movie, and uh, so, sorry, I, I cut you off in the middle oh, of Oh, yeah, that. no, no, so, so Tom Hanks, captain, the cargo ship, going around, and they, uh, they're ship is uh, hijacked by uh, a few Somali pirates, and uh, one one particular uh, smart leader, and and uh, and one of the pirates, and um, they quickly jump aboard the ship, and then uh, Captain Phillips has to find you know different ways to keep the crew safe, and uh, and then you know when they first jump aboard, you know Captain Phillips is pretending that. There's only a few people on, on board the ship, and then, you know, it leads into a big, a fun, fun. There's no, there's no fun being there's had. No fun, no. There's no, it leads to a, uh, a very thrilling kind of search for the the remaining crew members, and then it escalates, and uh, 
the tables turn. It seems like uh, the crew is back on top, but then they basically take Captain Phillips hostage in the lifeboat. Which is ends up being like the the crux of the movie, which was surprising when I saw it mm-hmm. because it it did not when they got aboard the life when they jumped on board the lifeboat. I thought we were nearing, you know the the end of the movie. Or like, well, well really, movie, even though the running movie, time, it's yeah. like no, this is a really like, short movie. Like this is this is the shortest Paul Greengrass movie I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, um, and uh, but no, no, and it's 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 very tense all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the editing is great. I don't think anyone would. Well, I guess you haven't. You're not really used to the Paul Greengrass way. No, I mean I'm familiar with like the style as yeah. been purport- purported, but uh, I guess yeah, this is the first time I really sat down and let it be a whole movie around me. Uh, the style it didn't really bother me at all. I, it was like I was down. The movie was okay. super tense. Let's let's jump into some specifics actually. Yeah. Uh, they so you like this movie? Yeah, no, no, I, I liked it. I liked it. I. Uh, I did not own it, did, so I, I had to um, uh, find other ways of watching it again before this. Oh, I yeah? saw it in theaters. Um, yeah, I, you know, and I, I, you know, for the record, you know, I pay for the Hulu, pay for the, the Amazon, pay for the Netflix, and it wasn't any of those, so, you know, sometimes you have to find different ways of going about uh, finding films. And, yes. um and you know I'm committed, Elvis, and I thought I have to see this movie again for I'm the not, podcast. Yeah, and the only way I can find this movie is through the powers uh, that be over the internet. You you, know, you ventured little, into uncharted waters. Uncharted, never in my life, and I still haven't ever downloaded anything ever. But like theoretically, if I had gone about seeing this movie, and I I you know I mm-hmm. which I did so. You know, I, I, someone delivered the movie to me over the internet. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then Time Warner emailed me the next day saying that, uh, they, you know, someone had delivered Captain Phillips, 2013 Captain Phillips, which is how I know when the data was made. Um, so yeah, thank you, Time Warner. (laughs) For all your help. Let this be a lesson to all of us listening here that uh, piracy is not the way. It's it's not, and and really, you know, I've learned my lesson, and that's why I'll be uh, signing up with Verizon FiOS. Absolutely. Shortly. Absolutely. And this podcast is not sponsored by Verizon FiOS, but if that's your choice, uh, you you choose to go that way. Sorry. Impressive. I mean, get get off base there. No, and it's, it's, it's thematically uh, tied to the movie, as it's, it's all about yeah, piracy. The only thing missing was like a letter from Time Warner telling me that I was indeed not a fisherman. Yeah, you and you you did you went to the internet, you you cruised those waters, yeah. but not to fish. Yeah, and I was like, look, Time Warner, I am the captain now. You were, and looks like threatened legal action as a result. But either way, either I, way, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I, I, I actually quite like this movie a lot. It's not an ace in the hole. There's parts... I, I, I do have criticisms for it. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was enthralled pretty much from start to finish. Uh, it's, it's a very thrilling movie. Um, do you want to do like a... What, was, what do you think was the strongest scene in the movie? The strongest scene, and actually... You know, I don't want to get into... We're we in like spoiler territory. If you want to go there, yeah. Uh, okay, if, the, you haven't li- if, you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast... First of all, thank you. If you're listening to it before watching the movie, this is going to be a disservice to you and 
as part of the movie watching experience and part of the podcasting listening experience. This is more a discussion we would have after the film yes. to really pick it apart, yeah. see how we feel about it. So please pay for the movie, watch it, and then listen to then this come podcast. Back yeah, and uh, tell all your friends. So. With that in so, mind, we're venturing into spoilery waters. This is a 2013 film. You've been heavily warned. Here we go. Your strongest scene seems to be toward the end, I'm guessing. Yes. I think this is a really, really strong film for Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And I think he's very good. I think it's he's he's almost... He's so good in this movie that I think a lot of times he was kind of undervalued when it came out. And I, I think he's at a point in his career when he made this where he's been so good for so long that people kind of take... Like his his role in this for granted, and um, I think his his scene at the end when he is rescued uh, by the Navy SEALs and that nurse is oh my god I can't believe end. we're talking about this so soon I'm I sorry. just watched the I'm scene sorry. and it it's brought me to tears that, yeah that scene oh my god it, it is it is one of the most incredible I think one of the most incredible scenes of his career it is. It is such a great acting job. Like I, I cannot believe how good he is in that scene, and it just—I feel like you can come in at any point. Yeah. And you could some you could someone just come up, come out come off the street and just watch that scene, and you would just break into tears. Oh my god, it's so heart wrenching, so and it feels so real, and it's painful to watch. Yeah, and I think that's where like the kind of pseudo docu style camera work actually. It's kind of building up to this moment where it makes it so much more raw mm-hmm. that that performance. Oh yeah, okay. And performance-wise, that's definitely the best scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I actually read that 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 nurse there at the end that was checking on him is an actual nurse. So which it totally explains why she is kind of talking the way she is, mm-hmm. and it, it really it helps even more. Yeah. And um, I, I think there there you know Paul Greengrass regularly likes to use a lot of like regular people in this mm-hmm. movie. I mean, obviously, this one has quite a bit of people that were non-actors going into it. Um, but I think for the, for the most part, it, it helps it. it I yeah. think it adds a different level to it. It really gave it, a, a again, a down-to-earth, grounded, realistic feel. And that, that scene is just so brutal. And the fact that they end on that scene, yeah. too, is so... Like, it doesn't really let you off the hook. I mean, so, yeah, the family knows... And when I, and I also thought this was the first female presence we've gotten since he's left his wife. Yeah. And that felt very like now he can let the wounds all open up and uh, I thought it was very interesting that way. But yeah, totally yeah. I mean, discussion's over. Thanks for going straight to that <laughs> Sorry. <scene>. Sorry. Just <laughs> whenever I think of that movie like immediately I jump to that to that scene. Yeah. And it it stuck with me even after seeing it when it first came out like it, whenever it pops up in my head I'm like, "Oh my god, that scene." Is just is so incredible. I have one. T- this is a horrible thing to bring up. Okay. Because it's it's not a, even a criticism criticism of the scene. It's just an observance, but it might ruin anybody who watches the scene. All right. Should I do this? I'm gonna do it. Do it. I this is a great scene, and I'm able to appreciate it simultaneously with noticing this very this very weird observance. But dude. Is Tom Hanks totally nipping out in that scene? Did you happen to notice? Yes, hardcore. Hardcore nips. Um, I'm not sure if I would have noticed it normally, but I just actually got done filming a, a video called Women Talk About Men's Nipples. So it's just in the air. Uh, and nipples on the mind. Nipples on the mind. Well, yeah. all the time. But, it's, wow, those are some major Hanks nipples. I, he had some crazy nipple action going on in Castaway, too. I mean, he, I don't remember I it being this, this Tootsie Rollish, though. It's, 
there's one thing I'm always in for the Tom Hanks movie. It's, it's probably the, the Hanks nipples and the Hanks accents. That's true. The Hanksons? The Hanksons, yes. The Hanksons? Is yes. that how we should do it? Yes. So that's the first official name. You're here for that. <laughs> uh, and then Topless Tom, I guess is what we could call. Because he gets topless an awful lot. He does do it a lot. He gets a little bit more buttery as the years proud. go by, but good for him. Yeah. Uh, man, I have. I still. if he listens to this, I still hope he wants to come on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe that's just... Maybe when you go after me, you're in shock, your nipples pop out. I don't know. It, we it, don't know if some research had gone into this. Before. Yeah, it makes... I mean, like, who cares, A? And B, like, that's an entirely possible... Like, they, they it could be cold on the plane or on the, the ship. True, that's yeah. probably true. It's, it's, it's true. probably in we slightly know, a thrill. Yeah, we don't know if there's, like, a bucket of ice off camera there, and they're just, like... The one thing I never see, and this is probably a smart move in any shirtless scenes, is you never see, like, the one nip is hard and the one nip isn't. But I've seen that in real life, and it's, like, really uncomfortable and weird. It's like, oh, just have one catch up or, or go back down. It's, the unevenness is making me crazy. This is our Captain Phillips discussion, people. But, no, it's an amazing scene. And it, it really did is. move me to tears. It, but I was also looking at his nipples the whole time. Yeah. Um, good for him. He's got good nipples. Great nipples. Uh, jumping back earlier yes. in the movie, I think the strongest uh, scene from an editing standpoint and just building that tension was the first approach with the two skiffs. I was surprised yeah. at how just enthralled I was the whole time. And it really ratchets up that tension. And yeah. I, I'm like thinking about like being in this actual situation and it's just like I'm literally terrified for these yeah, characters. Yeah, that moment, it just there's so many moments like that that just are edited so well. Like mm-hmm. the lifeboat scene, there's so many different things going on. You have um, the other ship, you have the Navy SEALs, you have the different angles of the lifeboat, you have what's going on inside the lifeboat. There's just so many things happening and it just flows uh, so smoothly. Yeah, for, for getting a, a the surface level criticism of having camera work that's confusing to follow, the, the editing in this movie yeah, is, it, is yeah. on par. Do we want to talk about, okay, so th- there's, there's great scenes. There's more than just that. Like the little bits we were talking about where yeah. uh, Tom Hanks, and they're in the lifeboat, and he's basically calling out, you know, you're not just a fisherman. So and that is, that's the same scene where there's kind of this one-upsmanship where Tom Hanks is kind of putting him down, but then he says, like, there, there's more to it than just that. And he's like, maybe in America, which is famously in all the teasers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you think are the weaknesses of the movie? I think there are pacing problems. There mm-hmm. are very tense moments, but like I said earlier, when they, you know, when when Captain Phillips gets on that lifeboat with them, it's just moving at such a a steady pace. I know, obviously, or maybe not, maybe not obviously. Maybe the movie could move at this strong pace the entire time mm-hmm. if we just cut out fifteen twenty minutes, which is probably what they should have done because when they get from the ship to the lifeboat, it just kind of stalls for me. I agree. Yeah, that was the only part of the movie where I was like. Everything up to the lifeboat, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, after the initial thing on the life, actually, when they first cut away to the other ship, that's when I started to notice. Not not like once yeah. we cut back, it was like we've been on the lifeboat a little bit longer. We could have lost maybe even just ten five minutes mm-hmm. in there, and it would have, I think it would have streamlined it a bit because it felt like for a while there was we were just waiting for the other. The, the Navy to catch up. Yeah, and then they do catch up, and they're still there for mm-hmm. There's a, half a It's, hour a, it's after, a long yeah. hostage situation, which is, is accurate, but... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 accurate, but it just... It, it definitely slowed down 
the pace and it just kind of and it makes you kind of jump like oh what's the ending going to be is it going to be when he jumps out of the boat and he's exactly rushing? and the second an audience does that yeah you're not it's starting to, it's, them, it's, yeah. it's hurting you at that point yeah. the only time it works is when it's like maybe back to the future when it's like oh he's going to get home but no wait he's yeah. got to go save doc but wait oh. <laughs> But that's also a perfect movie. I mean, like, there was a certain point where he got in the lifeboat, and then I'm thinking back, like, what were the news articles that I read about this? How exactly did this play? And I started playing, like, well, I watched that one thing on CNN. And it's like, when you, the second you start doing that... Yeah, you, you when you're like, how did, the, how did the real-life movie end versus yeah. the movie? So you can kind of get ahead of it. Which is, yeah, usually not what you want to do. It's like, once you catch the Joker, the movie's done, guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care how thematically awesome it is and how great Gordon's speech is. Once the Joker's caught, the movie's over. That's definitely the weakest portion of the movie. I felt like the scene with Catherine Keener that we got in the car was really expositiony in a way that we didn't need. Yeah. I guess it was more a uh, spell it out for the common going audience that loves Transformers, maybe. But I was just like, really? I mean, you could have done this scene, but just changed the way the words were written and it wouldn't have been so yeah. on the nose for me. Which sucks because I mean they're I mean obviously Tom Hanks is an amazing actor. Catherine Keener's fantastic. They could have done something really powerful with just the back of, of their it, heads. Yeah, it feels like that scene you shoot afterwards where like some studio heads like, hey, we might need to hold somebody's hand a little bit here. Interesting. Like uh, we should have done more research, but now that you asked that question, I wonder maybe Catherine Keener wasn't in this movie until after oh, they edited the first cut. And they're like, yeah. we want to see him before. Uh... Like yeah, pull her off the set of some Spike Jones movie yeah. she's do- doing, and then yeah. That's interesting. Um, because it kind of the first shot we see is him in. In his home, or it's basically it's it's I think it's his house, which is it makes sense. It's a removal, but you could start the movie basically at the where they're loading the ship. Yeah, with the car. I they're going for like the family man thing, but we get it. Yeah, Tom I mean, Hanks. Like, it's no Tom one, Hanks. Yeah, no one looks at Tom Hanks it's, and it's like this guy hates his family. It's perfect casting, uh, because that's who he is. We yeah. all coming in with this baggage of Tom Hanks, even like newest youngest kids who shouldn't be watching this anyway yeah. will be able to you know gain that like especially the way they made him look with the, with the extra weight the glasses the facial hair he's just slightly balding and tight just mm-hmm. a touch in the back um he looks like you know your your older papa yeah and uh but man his performance it's like he he's not doing the same thing he's always doing granted um the other actor i don't want to butcher his name uh let's let's look at it right now and try to say it phonetically uh Barkhad, Barkhad Abdi, Abdi. Uh, who is Muse, the the captain of the the pirates. Also fantastic, amazing. Um, Not to take away anything from him, which I read a little bit about him after this too. Which oh is yeah, interesting. But um, they're they're very very good. I don't know what this movie is if they aren't as good. It's as esse- they are. it's essentially a movie about these two characters who are just like two opposing forces like coming together, and I I like that. I mean, they kind of remove uh, uh, Muse from the Muse from the last little portion, which I think kind which of was, sucks the air out of yeah, it. Yeah, because they were tough. like, we. I think it was like we wanted to make sure he was still a human being, and obviously true to the real life story. Which I again, maybe I, let me know if you know if you know anything different. But did that last scene there? You know, they so they pull Muse out, um, and it's just those three other pirates there, mm-hmm. and and Hanks. And, um, you know, they're in the ship and the, the Navy SEALs are about to take them out. And just that whole thing, yeah, it felt like the air was taken out of it. And the whole, like, 
blindfolding Tom Hanks. I mean, that was that was getting ratcheting because like, not because I was really expecting anything bad to happen, but he, Hanks' performance when that blindfold went on, I was like, oh, he's never been this scared before in this movie. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. really, yeah, I'm getting there with him. He mm-hmm. he delivered on that, but yeah, it it felt a little late for that, and yeah. plus because, like again, the the other pirate, uh, I I don't remember his name. Um, oh, Naji, uh, played by Faisal Ahmed. Was Naji the uh, Naji was the muscle dude who the was, loose cannon the loose cannon yeah, yeah and that yeah. that's why like. They kind of had to like split the villain, uh, or at least the antagonist, into two things. It's like he's the one who's like actually gonna kill him, but they kind of wanted uh, Muse to have some humanity, I guess. Yeah, which, which seemed to flip on and off at times. Yeah, which I like that that that, that element should have been there, and obviously, yeah. if it's supposed to be based on a true story, sure. Yeah. Even though it's all you gotta make it dramatic. But the fact of kind of just dividing those two apart into two, like he's the one who's gonna be the bad guy at the very end. It felt like it lessened the... Because, the, like you were just saying, the movie is all about these two characters coming yeah. together. It's and about these two actors, really. And maybe they're more worried about it being as accurate as possible mm-hmm. instead of keeping Muse and, and, and Phillips on the lifeboat together until the end. It's like, no, you need those two characters yeah. like, throughout. And once they've broken, that's when all the tension dissipates and you can have Tom Hanks and wretched pain and crying and vulnerability mm-hmm. uh so that i mean these are dramatic criticisms obviously maybe green grass is going for complete accuracy although when you make a movie of something accuracy should be kind of thrown out the window for the most part yeah not not, not in a research purpose way but yeah, in a dramatic you, yeah way. you don't have to go full nolan and just completely make things up but yeah which you shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't you're really pretty irresponsible but if you could find some like some um, middle ground between those two. This was maybe the best Hanksent, the Hanks accent. Oh I yeah, I think I've heard, and I've been coming it's... across a lot of movies recently because I just did. Uh, where, this hasn't come out yet, but I just recorded for the Terminal where he is doing the. That was good. Uh, accent, mm-hmm. and then uh, recently we did Volunteers where he's doing kind of his Cambridge accent. Never saw Volunteers. It's good. good okay. I would recommend it. All right, all right. Um, and. Obviously, there's a, there's a few more, but I think this might be his strongest accent today. It's it's very good. Yeah. It's um you know, it's not it's, too far from his own voice. Yeah, exactly. It's which not, is what helps. Not comical, mm-hmm. you know. Which I think over time, maybe Forrest Gump has a is more yeah. into bad territory. I feel like this, uh, Hankson. Hankson. Oh, is that we're gonna Hanks, Hanks, let's let's move Hanks forward Hanks with Hankson. Hankson, unless you hate it, audience, and then if that's Hanks the case, yeah, tweet if, at if us. We could do like a poll. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we can that. either do Hanks accent or Hankson, but we're gonna stick with Hankson for Hanks the rest it. of the show. Um, I think, yeah, this one's much more realistic and not as not as over the top, mm-hmm. and uh, and over time, you know, we'll see over time what the uh, the final the final Hanks tally is and the best Hankson. Hey, right now this one's got my vote. Uh, it's very good. Yeah, it's it's very it's very strong. Um, and there's only one moment like now there are certain movies like The Lady Killers. He never really breaks his voice. Yeah. But I don't know if I would say it's the be- it's a better accent. There's one moment where he kind of dips into Hanksy territory, which we always do the Hanksiest line, and uh, where he just kind of sounds like, "Whoa, yeah, 
or Woody or something. I was, was this, is this the moment at the end in the lifeboat? There's, yeah, oh, there's two moments. There's one at okay. the end. Okay, okay. I'm going to do mine first because I don't remember the lifeboat one. Okay. Basically, the first one for me came when uh, the pirates are in the, the bridge and they're, the lights and all the power just goes off. And it's like, what's going on? What's going on? And he just goes, I don't know what went wrong. And it feels like it just slightly breaks that accent. And Come that for on, me Woody. was like, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was Woody screaming. <laughs> what was the... I, I'm forgetting the exact so, line. Um, oh, wait. The exact line. Oh, for the, the, the lifeboat scene. The lifeboat one. I, can't, I don't know what he says, but it's a lot of like, yeah! And it's when he's tied up and he's got the blindfold on. Oh, and it's yes. one of the most dramatic moments of the movie. And the theater I was in when I first saw it was sold out. And the three other... Uh, the, the other pirates get taken out. Yeah. And then then he makes that sound, Mm -hmm. and people in the theater, like, I'd say, like, a third laughed. They laughed. That's not when you want, yeah, but I uh, see it, I see it. And as good as he is in this movie, when he lets out the, "Ah!" It's like the Hank's bellow, that's it. Yeah, it's like, no, don't do that. No one wants to hear that right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a bellow, though. It wasn't a specific line, but yeah, those two very Hanksy moments. Yeah, and but thankfully that, that second one in life, but there's not enough, there's not a whole lot of time in between that. So you're like, oh, that was weird. But then you're like crying three seconds later. Yeah, it's so it, it doesn't distract you enough. And in fact, maybe uh, I might cut this out. But if I don't, let's just play that audio clip of that Hanksy bellow. What was that? So, but beyond that, it's a pretty bulletproof performance with the commitment to the accent, mm-hmm. uh, focus on the character. Again, like, I was surprised at, despite how there's sort of this, the steam is being let out of the tension, we're a little over long at this point, but once the blindfold goes on and he goes to that place where he's so scared, uh, that it got me again. And it's like, this is something new I haven't seen from this character and in a number of ways from Tom. Yeah. As a, as a performer, yeah, I he, don't... This this didn't register as something I've seen him do in another movie. No, and he definitely... There's a lot of parts where he, he carried this movie. Oh, and, and yeah. A, the entire, like, emotional weight is almost solely on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he really pulled it off, because there, there, there are times in Paul Greengrass movies where it just it feels kind of robotic and cold... Just how mechanical everything feels, kind of like in a, in a David Fincher sort of way. I could see that, yeah. And um, I could see that easily happening to this oh, movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially. If you do not have a guy like Tom Hanks pulling this off, making it look so effortless. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of what like now doing a post mortem of the movie too. It's like that's the proper way to approach these real life dramatic events because you kind of are limited to what actually happened. Mm-hmm. You have to put someone in there who's just like electric in everything they do. And obviously Tom Hanks is a key candidate for one of the few people who can do that. He did a whole movie with a volleyball. <laughs> this is your guy. Uh, I have a question for you. Um, sure. as a, especially as a screenwriter, a screenwriting question. Do you think the movie would have been stronger if we were completely limited to Tom's point of view. That's what I was going to bring up, too. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so much more interesting. I think you mentioned earlier when they cut away to the, the other ship for the first time. Yeah. That was the moment where it was like, you just felt, speaking of like letting a little steam out, it, 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 that's when it felt like it kind of slowed down and you got 
there was almost like like oh here's here comes the savior this is the thing that's going to save uh this guy and like we we know you know people generally know what, what would happen to Captain Phillips and the the general idea of the story but you know in in the moment as you're watching the movie you can forget those things yeah you know and i feel like up until then i was like oh my god like because that that whole uh, the approach scene and yeah. the I think there was maybe one cutaway which again you could cut and be stronger but the the first approach to the boarding to the getting on the lifeboat is such a all continuous yeah. scene and it's so tense. I'm, I wonder why movies don't do that more often. Why do we don't zone in on on these people and keep it from their point of view? This need to like um, offset it by something with something. I feel like there's there's a I don't know if it's the case with this movie. I feel like there's a concern it's it's safer to cut away mm. cuz like we were already criticizing the fact of when they're on the lifeboat it's too long and it it, it okay. kind of so cutting away helps to break up that yeah. monotony, but the perfect execution would have been staying oh, yeah, in the perfect lifeboat. execution and cut the movie down to an hour 45, mm-hmm. an hour 30. You know, like then all of a sudden I think that'd be much more tolerable. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I, not that I'm saying this movie is amazing by any, well, no, it, it's pretty cool. So it's a good movie. Yeah, you know, yeah this, this movie's good. This movie's good. But like to bring up an example of a movie that keeps it from one perspective, and it kind of it was a pretty cool experiment. Was the Steven Spielberg movie War of the Worlds? Ooh, yes, which, another another famous Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of ridiculous lines, many to come from that movie, but. Um, <laughs> One of the coolest things about it was that you only followed Tom Cruise and that family. Yeah, and you even when a, when the family splits apart, you stay with Tom Cruise. Yeah, and that's and that made what otherwise would have been pretty awful. Like I saw that movie like four or five times just because it was just so it's, interesting and and it was so tense just to follow only him. It's the perfect post nine eleven nine eleven movie. Yeah, because it's obviously it's not a directly about that, but. Uh, it's so fixed into one, like one, a one person's point of view in this horrible national disaster, mm-hmm. uh, and that, yeah, I th- I firmly agree that, uh, or rather believe, even though it's a theoretical version, it's hard to judge a theoretical version of anything against a real version, because the real version will always have more value. But I think it would have been better if they didn't it cut would away. Have been so much better. Yeah. This is a, based on a real life story. I feel like. A lot of fun was getting the characters, like, getting that. The negotiator was really good, mm-hmm. and I liked watching him work, but it was like, he's not part of our story. Yeah. But I felt like that was probably a fun thing to shoot, and a big thing. Like, it would have been great to have him as a voice, as a presence, but... Maybe just come through the radio. Like, yeah. you don't know where this Heard, guy is. You don't know what's going on around seen. you. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you see them, it's like, we're gonna... I mean, even, yeah, again, we know he's gonna get out because of the real story, and it's a movie usually he's not going to die, it's Tom Hanks. That mm-hmm. usually doesn't happen to him. You do see the negotiator talk to Tom Hanks at the very end, but it almost looks like that whole that whole set is just like, we borrowed it from a TV show yeah, and got exactly. it later. It's very... Which is unfortunate if that's the case. I mean, maybe audiences were like, Again, we're saying where this is complete hearsay. We we didn't well, do enough research, but but there's it's it's possible. Like yeah. there, you hear about movies. I don't know if you saw the guest, but there, I haven't seen it yet. But I've heard it's, it's great. Well, yeah, there. Well, it it um, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Don't but, spoil it. it. Okay. And it's it's. I okay. haven't gotten to it because it's not a Tom Hanks but, movie. But but basically the the guys that made that were forced to reshoot extra scenes um, um, to help 
bring about bring a, bring together what would have been one surprise later in the movie becomes less of a surprise because they're bringing in they had to, they had to shoot other moments which again feels similar to Captain Phillips bringing in those Navy SEALs cutaway yeah. moments um into the middle there when he didn't necessarily need them and it does like it just it just ratchets it down yeah imagine the theoretical version where maybe you got a couple bits of like lights from the helicopter or the the occasional radio battle but you're stuck inside that exactly. lifeboat and then all of a sudden like, yeah just bullets through the head tom hanks performance plus that can we just like re-edit this movie we probably then, could look i have a copy of it you do <laughs> yeah i think that you could re-edit this movie cut out that stuff it would solve the length issue it would solve the tension issue it would like i mean it wouldn't solve all the problems you still have... I mean, you could cut out the whole Catherine Keenan part at the beginning, too. Just mm-hmm. start him off. Uh, he's the family. Maybe you just show him, load the picture into the backpack, and then you cut away. Yeah, like, I, don't, like, I look at... One look at Tom Hanks, like, I know he loves his wife. Yeah. I know he's probably got a, a great family. Mm-hmm. He looks like a, a just a good blue-collar guy. It's just his look. I don't need, you know, a five-minute We scene. all care about Tom Hanks. He's the perfect yeah. care. You care about him no matter what movie he's in. Tom Hanks... I could see Tom Hanks on the street, like attacking somebody and i would ask tom hanks first how he's doing if he yeah. needs any help with anything do you, mm-hmm. do you need me to help you beat up that guy you look you look like you're you're stressed yeah i, I I'm, I'm gonna even venture to say if you didn't have the cutaways to the navy seals and the sh- headshots were such a surprise i don't even know if anybody would have laughed at that hanksy bella no you'd been i think it would have worked you probably would have like because it's kind of a scared yeah, thing no, too if you got rid of all of that when they when they put the blindfold around his head, like you are just imagine. Oh, that, I mean, this is too far. But imagine if like they put the blindfold around his head and then the screen went black, and you just had to hear the yeah. end of the movie. I would have soiled myself. That would have been insane. Yeah, and then everyone would have been laughing at me as opposed to the time. Yeah, stuff. no, this the proper way to do it because that's too far into experimental. It would have been to cut out those other scenes, and I think I think that Hanksy Bello would have actually it would have registered a little bit better. Oh, man. I want to see that version of the movie. It'd be so good. We're going to recut it, and when we get to actual Tom Hanks giving, we'll watch that version. Yeah, and then we'll do another version where it actually does go black with the blindfold. And oh, all, all yeah. We, all you hear is the Hanksy bellow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that might be right. it. Oh, right. you get, and you just get the and tiniest shot, bit of muzzle just, flashes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be... T- oh, yeah. I'm all about that. You hear the Hanksy bellow, the blood splatter? Ooh. There's, there's a, there's a, there is a masterpiece within this exactly, movie. Exactly, yeah. We're going to make... Some like nothing into something with that Hanksy, yeah. Hanksy Bello. Um, what did you think of the music? You know, I gotta say, I didn't really. Uh, I don't usually really notice. Like, I there, I don't notice it every time. But the especially at the end, it was like this sounds like Inception. Really, I you know what? I totally missed that. Oh well, I mean, okay, not an interesting talking point then. But if I you... was too busy, I couldn't hear it over the sound of my own sobbing. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> This is a strong movie. I'm kind of running out of uh, things to that I wrote down my list. Do you have anything else we haven't touched yet? No, no, it's it's. I don't, I don't want to push through, but. No, it's solid. It is a, it is a solid film. It's a solid film. Um, I don't know if maybe it was, you know, and it was one of those in between movies that there there is every year in the Oscar race that's kind of like very very solid but not quite good enough or just couldn't get the audience it needed yeah i mean it also um it came out 
in October, which is like a month or shy of it, because I checked, he did not get nominated for an Oscar here. And I think you're mm. totally right. This is, again, that last scene, everything. Yeah. It's such a powerful performance. Almost any other actor delivers a performance like that, and they're getting a nomination. Yeah. But I think it's because, oh, it's Tom Hanks. We yeah. know he's it's, the best. We know he's good. Like, whatever. Come on. Yeah. He hasn't been nominated since Castaway. This is a stronger performance than Castaway. Yeah. And he carried a whole movie by himself. Yeah, granted, um, Barkad Abdi did get a nomination. That's good. And he, um, he absolutely deserved that. That paid the SAG minimum for this film. That's insane. I read that. I read that he was a, um, he was actually like a, a taxi driver in Minneapolis. That makes he, sense. There's a big uh, Somali yeah, population he moved in there when he was like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um, starting this movie, and I was looking at his credits afterwards, and he hasn't really done anything since. He's got some movie coming out with Helen Mirren and Aaron Paul, so hopefully that good for him. That takes off because I hope uh, someone starts a podcast for him soon. <laughs> Get a couple more under your belt, man. Exactly, if you need a few more right now, it's a pretty short. If you want to come on this podcast, though, be be just have be a guest. We could talk about the movie, maybe do a commentary track. All about it, uh, Barkad. I was gonna say <laughs> something like, "Hey, Barkad, if you'd like to see, I'd like to come in and tell us about." Because, I, I mean, I would love to be here, too, if he's going to talk about of Tom course. Hanks and Tom Hanks' nipples. Of course, yeah. Anyway. Tell us, how how were the Hanks' nipples in person? Hank, we yeah. want to know. Obviously, we've talked about them too much that he'll ever come on this podcast. But please, Tom, if you're listening, we won't bring up your nipples. Just come on not the show. one, not even like a Bellow reference, not a Hanksy Bellow reference. Maybe a Hank Sense reference, just we, one. We can talk about all your movies. We can talk about one of your movies. We'll talk about Turner and Hooch. I would love to talk about Turner and Hooch with you, Tom. I'd love to talk about Turner and Hooch with uh, Barkad. And you know what? We're going to be getting to Turner and Hooch eventually down the road, audience. But I think this is about it for our talk about Captain Phillips. So unlike the movie, we were very streamlined. We got straight to the point. Hopefully it was fulfilling. Hopefully it didn't end in, uh, in you know, crying. And sobbing. Yeah, if you're crying at the end of this podcast, maybe I hope it's because it's what just wasn't long enough for you because you wanted so much more. But you know what? We'll be back next week when we start off officially Steven Spielberg month. That's right. All of October, we're going to be doing all the Spielberg Tom Hanks movies leading up until the release of the new movie, Bridge of Spy. So that's right. Next week is going to be Saving Private Ryan, followed by Catch Me If You Can, then The Terminal, and then we're going to do the Bridge of Spies. But to wrap up this episode, Mickey, please, if Captain Phillips were an ice cream flavor, what ice cream would that be? I like mint in small doses. It's very, uh, for, for me, it's, mm-hmm. it's very, um, the burst, very intense, and uh, I'd rather have a smaller amount of it. And I think with this movie, I think we'd agree that we'd... we'd <laughs> if it was smaller, if it, concentrated. If it was a little, bit, a little bit smaller and more concentrated, it would... Um, so do we want to say like a mint chocolate chip? Mint chocolate chip, like I, you know, I enjoy it. That's not what I would expect to for this movie, but I think I can get behind that. Right, like I, I, I enjoy it. It's it's very um, nice. It's really it's, good in small doses. Mm-hmm. It's 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 powerful. It can uh, it can make you cry. And yeah. these chocolate chips are similar shape to the big chocolate nips that yeah. uh, Tom makes. Exactly. Has. At the same time, you don't want to eat 135 minutes of mint chocolate chip. No, you you you're really solid about. An hour forty-five mint chocolate chip. Yeah, maybe definitely. even a little less. Yeah, it's usually my rule. All right, Captain Phillips mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, that's our podcast for this week. Uh, Mickey, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. What do you? Anything to plug? Where can the people find you? You can find me on the Facebooks. Find me on the Phantom and the Facebooks. I got nothing. The petrositis. You just the you petrositis. Just, you want to find catch that it. petrositis? Catch, catch it. it. <laughs> and. Uh, 
All right, this is great. You can find me at Elvis Kunish on Twitter and Instagram and probably a million other places. Follow our parent company, at Splot Studios. They got a bunch of movies and shit. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter, at Tom Hanks Pod. Write to us. Tell us what you thought of Tom Hanks's nipples and if you have any nip pics of the Hanks. Uh, write to us, uh, TomHanksPod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review on iTunes. And if you're listening to this on Tom Hanks Tuesday when it comes out, don't forget to check into our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash splotstudios for the Tom Hanks Giving Leftover where we recreate a scene from this movie. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. Maybe there'll be some nips going on. You know you've already seen mine many times. So let's see if I can go nip to nip with Hanks. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Tom Hanks, we fell in love with you, Tom Hanks, just like so many do deeply, because you made us smile, and you're great on screen style, so that's why we give thanks, cause you've got a friend in Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. You're the <laughs> you are the captain. I don't I'm know. Captain, no. That's all I, I got. I gotta get back on Twitter. That's all I know. Boom. <laughs>